That's weird. That's fucking weird. We should probably talk about it. There's a mystery here. Hi, welcome to That's Weird. It's a podcast about weird shit. I'm Ashley. I'm Christy. And this is episode 93, believe it or not. Wow. Oh my goodness. Christy, what is your spooky Twitter name? Uh, You know what? I didn't change it. I forgot. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, what would it be, though? Do you have any fun ideas? Sometimes it's hard to think of a pun mm, for your name. Last year it was Spooky Boonin, which I really appreciated. That, I liked that one. That's very good. This year, maybe I'll change. I'm going to change it right now. Okay. What should it be? Like Crispy Brainin? <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Could you be creepy? Is that good? Creepy something, but spell it like your name? I don't know. Creepy. Hmm. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, creepy's good. It's hard. Mine's Monster Mashley, which I was super proud of myself for. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that's not even, I didn't even do anything. I was just like, Monster Mash Lee. <laughs> Monster Mashley. I love it. Hey, whatever works. Hmm. Well, while you think about it, um, I'm going to do a quick Patreon shout out because I feel like it's been a while since we said thanks to people, all of our weirdos and patrons. We have a lot of them. We, we really do. There's Patrick, Molly, Megan, Sean, Erica, Chris, Paige, Michaela J, and Michaela F. We've got two Michaelas. <laughs> Ooh. Then there's Ivan, Alyssa, Kata, or Kita. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to pronounce your name uh stacy sarah and caitlin thank you so much all of you um those are the latest weirdos to join our patreon or they like upped their pledges since july also i ordered a bunch of spooky halloween stamps so i might send out some postcard surprises if i have time (laughs) we'll see (laughs) i love it how's your uh how's your twitter name going i was thinking just going with brains anyway that's perfect creepy brain (laughs) creepy brains (laughs) it's great christy it's great all right i did it proud of you yeah i have a quick review to read you it's very short i cannot wait this is from oh gosh i almost forgot i wrote it down uh stfu i think that she's trying to say Susie, shut the fuck up we disagree uh, <laughs> so she says hashtag team animal that's all great listen <laughs> <laughs> I love it oh my god thank you Susie clearly you get me I appreciate mm-hmm. it and that's it for all my usual business at the wow beginning of the episode you got anything mm, not really I almost did a, um, I almost did a creepy clowns episode because I just watched the Joker. Oh, what did you think of Joker? It was all right. It was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed some of it, and but the rest of the time, like there were just certain times when I couldn't help but think, like, man, this guy really is an open mic comedian. Like, oh yikes. This is every time some like white dude gets on stage and rants about something and doesn't make a punchline and then no one laughs and he's like, oh, okay, you guys are uncomfortable with that truth. You guys don't don't like that. You're too sensitive. Comedy's subjective. Okay. Like, oh, God. Yeah. So so parts of it were like very unsettling because to a lesser extent, I've heard about or experienced those kind of vibes from people. But part of it was like. (laughs) Just funny to me when it maybe shouldn't have been funny. Right. 
I'm, so that's my hot take. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm I'm pretty conflicted because I want to go for Joaquin Phoenix reasons, uh, but a mother I don't really care otherwise. But whatever. I mean, if you if you want to remain attracted to him, don't go. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, he does, he looks gross in that movie anyway. But whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they did a great job. So you're not covering creepy clowns for episode 93 is what you're saying. No, I bring it up because we've already covered creepy clowns, Ashley. We sure have. And if you want to re-listen to that episode, it's one of the 40s, I think. It's a good one. Sure. It's amazing. So anyway. uh, (laughs) I don't know if it's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. It's okay. Ashley, STFU, okay? It's amazing. Oh, my God. Um, Okay. So was I supposed to introduce my topic or was I just mentioning things? No, yeah, it's all you. Since it's an odd number, you get to go first. It's my time. It's your time to Hell shine yeah, baby. during spooky All right, season. so I went Halloween-y with this one <laughs> and I chose to do the real Headless Horseman. Nice, but also right? you, I was going to do that for the next one. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> but I haven't done it. So now you're going to do it and I'll fucking find something else. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Thank God that I didn't save this till next time because I part of me was like, I should maybe save this till next time. Oh my God. We would have done the same topic again. Mm-hmm. That would have been the moment, but no. It's fine. Well, shit. Uh, I'm very, very excited to to have you tell this. and I cannot wait. This is going to be a very spoopy episode i think so i'm so excited okay are you ready (laughs) i'm ready okay so first of all i want to cover the myth of a headless dude on a horse okay because it's that's fucking everywhere like it's ancient like first of all there's um in irish mythology there's the doolahan which is like this headless rider on a black horse he sometimes she but mostly he has his own head in a he's got like an extra middle arm ew to carry his own head no um i don't like it's that. got a its face has a mouth that has a grin that touches from ear to ear basically like a creepy scary its eyes are constantly moving and it can see across the countryside even during the darkest of nights this is direct from the wikipedia oh my god uh, also, extra fucking gross, the flesh of the head is said to have the color and consistency of moldy cheese. Why did that detail ever need to be known? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also extra spooky. For a whip, he's got the spine of a human corpse. Mm. Its wagon is all funeraled out. It's got candles and skulls and shit. Spokes of wheels are made from thigh bones. The wagon covering is either worm-chewed pall or dried human skin. Uh and the the Irish people believe that when the Doolahan stops riding, a person is due to die. Fuck. <laughs> right? He calls out the name, drawing away the soul of the victim, at which point they immediately drop dead. What? That's it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And also, like, maybe uh, you can maybe scare it away with gold. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I had no, I didn't know about the whole name soul dropping dead thing or i mean or any of it really but i mean that that's such an interesting detail also interesting is like how come irish people have so many 
different like demon spirits that just yell and then people die you know what i mean like banshees are they really loud in ireland (laughs) well is everyone just uh, super loud (laughs) that's probably true i believe it i feel like i hear that about americans like when we go even working in an american irish bar like fucking loud so okay well there you go i believe it (laughs) also no offense to anyone but people i think people who like love irish bars exclusively the most are some of the worst people (laughs) i don't know why it's just it's been proven um People that drink Guinness. Why? Why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> True. Yeah. I mean, it, it actually does taste good, so I get it. What? But also, like, don't do that in public. I disagree. But also only do that in public because why would you pour it from a... Don't get anything that's meant to be on nitro in a bottle. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> um, I am also the worst people, apparently. <clears throat> More myths with people that don't have heads. Uh, Gawain the Green Knight, an English myth, a Scottish myth, a guy named Ewan. Uh, He got beheaded in some sort of like clan scuffle and uh, he was supposed to be the chieftain. Now he doesn't get to be. So he just like wanders around looking for his head because he's bummed. Um, Also in North Norse mythology and also like it's just kind of a apparently a common theme in like Western European mythology. The concept of the wild hunt. And if you (laughs) played the Witcher you know exactly what this is, but it's basically <laughs> just like spirits and scary people from the spirit world that are like a like a fox hunt. Imagine that, but like hunting like people who've done wrong. That's kind of what the concept is. Whoa. Okay. And so the this like idea of this like a man on a horse just like chasing someone and hunting someone down, like that's kind of part of that. So this podcast specifically is about the headless horseman from uh legend of sleepy hollow but some people say like maybe he got the idea from like either one of those concepts or in norse mythology has this like wild hunt concept it became a german poem like germans are real into this as a mythology thing and then um that got translated into english by sir walter scott scott in a poem called the chase also side note I don't think we've talked much about Sir Walter Scott, uh, but he was like a Scottish like historian guy, and he also wrote a lot of fiction books, not to be confused with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, but he does have a book that he wrote in 1830 called Letters on Demonology and Witchcraft. So like, I'm pretty sure he's cool. Ooh, yeah. I don't, I've never heard of this dude. Oh, really? Um, he he's like too old timey to like have anything that's like fun to read, <laughs> but like he's pretty he's a pretty big deal. Okay, uh, <laughs> and like he wrote he wrote a book called like Ivanhoe, which is like uh, Robin Hood. Oh, okay, much interesting. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it's a thing. It's totally a thing. Having a headless horseman is just like general mythology, but also. Uh, Washington Irving wrote The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and this is very, like, it's a very classic, like, American, like, Halloween story, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. So this was published in 1820, uh, but it's about 
it, it's set in 1790 so like right after the revolutionary war like 20 20 or so years after that mm. um but i like to give an idea of like when it was published i looked up what was happening in 1820 in america uh the civil war is 40 years away into the future maine became the 23rd state uh my college Indiana University got founded, um, and also Mount Rainier erupted over Seattle that year. <gasps> Holy shit. What year was that? Right? Huh? What year was that again? 1820. Oh, my goodness. Right? That's wild. I know. Anyway, so it's like um, like New York exists. Like New York, New York mm-hmm. exists, but it's like a little gangs in New York, kind of. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway... Uh, Washington Irving, he's this, this writer dude. Um, he also wrote, um, gosh, I feel like it was like Rumpelstiltskin or something like as a Rip Van Winkle, I think. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm sorry. I can't help. <laughs> I, I literally just read it and then I immediately forgot it. So mm. I'm sorry. Uh, but this is about the headless actual horseman. Aside from being a myth, like, Washington Irving lives in Terrytown, New York, which is, like, you know, a little cute town near the Hudson River, I think, or or it's in the Hudson River Valley or something like that. Terrytown has an area called North Terrytown, which is the inspiration for Sleepy Hollow, and in fact, it was North Terrytown until about... 1996 at which point they were like fuck it we're sleepy hollow we get it let's just change the name so there's a sleepy hollow new york now for real damn that's so and cool. washington irving is buried in sleepy hollow cemetery which is like a cemetery in his story <laughs> it's all real ashley it's a hundred percent real so people were inspired by his story and created like the town and the cemetery yeah, so he lived he lived in an actual town of Terrytown. And uh he wrote in the story in the story he's like just north of Terrytown and everyone in North Terrytown is like that's us, dude. <laughs> and then in 1996 they were like that's us. And we've fully embraced capitalism and we want that tourism money. Yeah, we're true. Sleepy Hollow, bitch. Like I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Smart as fuck smart as fuck so anyway at the time of his writing it it's a fictional place sleepy hollow is this like just generally like haunted area but it's particularly plagued by a headless horseman which is in the book a spirit of a hessian soldier which is like a german guy fighting for the british during the revolutionary war Mm -hmm. Who was beheaded by a cannonball during some nameless battle in the Revolutionary War. Uh, Also, what I like about it is the... Basically, the theme of the book is there's like a Gaston-like character (laughs) and a cute girl. And the Ichabod Crane is this like nervous school teacher that's there. And he's like, well, I want to marry the hot chick. And the Gaston guy is like, no, I want to. Um, And in the end, Ichabod is like, I'm scared and I don't fit in and this girl doesn't want to marry me anyway. I'm leaving. Or maybe I'm kidnapped by the ghost or maybe I'm murdered by the ghost and disappeared and spirited off into the spirit world. We don't know. That's a lot of options. Yeah. But what I like about it is that it's basically like a spooky, more realistic version of Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) Yeah, I can get behind that. 
Yeah. It's like, yeah, uh, actually, like, the cute girl does want to marry, like, the most popular guy in town who's also hot and very athletic. Like, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> shocking. Beauty and the Beast, this just in, was written by incels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I truly, truly hate that story. I guess. Yeah. Geez. Uh, it's just, listen, like looks fade, but also like, wasn't there just like, there's probably just a regular guy in town that she could marry that was like cute, but nice instead of like an absolute dick or an actual beast that kidnapped her. Probably for sure. I do support the fact that she's like, hooray, you're rich. Yes, of course, I'll marry you. So that makes sense. (laughs) Again, smart. Okay. So anyway, this story takes place in 1779, as I said. And in 1776, in real life, in White Plains, New York, which is nine miles away from Sleepy Hollow, there was a battle which included Hessian soldiers on horses, during which someone shot a cannon into their ranks and drove them off. And there's a monument there and everything. And uh, the general during that battle kept a journal. And in that journal, he talks about how an American cannonball took off the head of a Hessian soldier during that battle, which, Ashley, are you ready for this, was on the day after Halloween. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so it's all I mean fucking real or inspired by real events. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So I love it. So like, I love it. I love it. It's real. One hundred percent Sleepy Hollow is haunted by a headless horseman. One hundred. One hundred percent. Haunting confirmed. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. my story. I love that's, it. Oh, also, like, also what I like about it is, so, like, in the story, and it's been out since 1830, so I'm not, or 1820, so I'm not, like, worried about spoiling it for you. Uh, in the story, it's implied that, like, maybe it was a real haunting, but maybe it was just the guy who was, like, I think his name was Brom or something, like, Abraham. Um the Gaston character was like very athletic. He was a very good horse rider. Like it's implied that maybe it was real, the haunting and Ichabod disappeared, but probably uh, this Gaston like guy just took a local legend and Im- used it to spook Ichabod Crane. So he would leave and stop like, Creeping in on his girl. Oh, shit. And Ichabod was like, yeah, fuck that. I'm going to go. That's diabolical. Right. So what I like about that even more is like, that could be like 100% true then. Yeah. I feel like that's very plausible, especially back yeah. then when like all they no fucking cared about. needed. Yeah. In the story, there's even a bridge that the legend has it that the Headless Horseman can't cross or he'll like dissipate into fire or something if he crosses the bridge into the cemetery the bridge over time disintegrated but it was absolutely real what yeah that's cool yeah i love it very spoopy i love when legends like that can be actually like you can go back in history and find the exact 
story or moment that inspired it and like clearly it was just like locals or a really creative writer who you know put this whole thing together and then it just kind of spread throughout the years exactly I love it so much nice so yeah that's it that's my story that's my topic okay Uh, well, I kind of want to say some words and see if you can guess what mine is. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so we I can't wait. Oh my God. Mine's also old timey and we've got smallpox and we've got torture and we've got mass hysteria and we've got drowning. <gasps> Are you about to talk about the Salem witch trials? Hell motherfucking yes, I am. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe we haven't covered this yet. I know. Oh, I cannot fucking wait. I'm so glad that I have a backup bubbly water in addition to this coffee because I'm going to need it. Girl, you better get comfy. It's a long one. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of history to the fucking Salem witch trials. And yeah, I'm and even still, I'm doing like the gist and I've got like five or six paragraphs to read you. So (laughs) I cannot wait. I'm going to open this bubble water right now. Do it. Damn, I could hear it. What flavor you got going over there? Just a just a regular lime. <laughs> Lime's not regular. <laughs> just a normal lime, huh? Just, nor- just a normal lime. Okay. I've got my pamplemousse. I'm going to take a quick drink. Ooh. Yes. Okay. I'm ready. So unfortunately, there are some dog executions. <laughs> no! <laughs> Actually, <laughs> no, just kidding. I so I I read that on something, and I said absolutely not. So I'm not covering the dog executions, but just know that they happened. That oh my god, every fucking time I know what you cover a topic, dog deaths are following you. It's because it's my greatest fear. If anything were to yeah. ever happen to my sweet baby snake. But don't worry. Yeah, I'm not going to cover the dog executions, but I do think it's pretty crazy that these people were like, that dog is a witch, and they were executing dogs. Oh, my God. That's insane. What the fuck? That's so dumb. Anyway, get ready for some bewitchment. Mm -hmm. So way back in the beginning of 1692 in colonial Massachusetts. (gasps) I'm ready. You're there in your mind? I'm there. Okay. Reverend Samuel Paris found himself completely confused and concerned about his daughter and his niece who had started to have uncontrollable, quote unquote, fits. Hmm. Mm-hmm. These fits involved the girls screaming and making strange sounds. They were throwing things. They were crawling under furniture. They were contorting their bodies into unnatural positions. It was very spooky stuff. Uh, and the girls also complained that they were being pinched or poked with sharp needles uh, as if they were possessed or something. His daughter, Elizabeth, was nine at the time. His niece, Abigail, was 11. The reverend had the local doctor come by to hopefully help the girls out. And after he could find that there was nothing physically wrong with them, this fucking wild ass old timey doctor <laughs> diagnosed them with <laughs> bewitchment. <laughs> 
No, I thought the Reverend did such a good job calling a doctor instead of just being like they're possessed. It, but no, no, it was the doctor's fault. This again, old timey doctors. God, <laughs> anything goes for old timey doctors. I, that's true. That's one hundred percent fair. Yeah. Uh, there is like a meme about that where it's like I being an old timey doctor would have been dope. <laughs> Something about like. <laughs> <laughs> your your blood's haunted by ghosts or something like that and you just like yeah yeah no i've seen that too actually now that you mentioned it it's so good uh so yeah he said they were bewitched and honestly i'm a little jealous sounds awesome sounds dope <laughs> as hell uh sounds great i would love to be bewitched right these days we have to go buy like crystals and tarot cards like no one is just like bewitching us we have to bewitch ourselves wow that truly is feminism. 100%. <laughs> and so soon after this diagnosis, other girls in the village started having similar symptoms. And there were quite a few of them. Their names were Ann Putnam Jr. I love that there was an Ann Jr., by the way. Uh, Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth Hubbard, Mary Walcott, and Mary Warren were all afflicted with the bewitchment and once the whole village heard about this and saw the girls having their fits it was decided that witches were causing this to happen to them and the alleged witches were a homeless beggar named sarah good a poor elderly woman named sarah osborne and a caribbean slave named tichuba so like wow the first people to be accused a woman of color and marginal members of society. Wow. Surprise. That shit never happens. What are you talking about? What? So yeah, this is already real problematic and fucked up. What do you expect from anything with the word colonial in it? And of course, 1692. Very true. So all three of the women who were accused were interrogated for days and put in jail at the beginning of March. The Sarahs denied any involvement with witchcraft, but were convicted anyway, because back then it didn't fucking matter. <laughs> there was no real like right. trial. There was no, you didn't have a lawyer and a jury and shit like that. I mean, it's a, a garbage fire most of the time anyway, but. It's colonial times. Yeah. And also like, <laughs> listen, I kind of believe that if they were accused of being witches today, it they still would have been like no i didn't do it and people would be like "Uh, i don't like you you're going to jail for being a witch right exactly that's pretty much what it was or they were you know outcasts they were they didn't go to church or i don't know they weren't married it was stupid bullshit like that that suddenly made them a fucking witch and back in the day i mean now it's cool to be a witch hashtag witches of instagram or whatever but back then (laughs) really not something you wanted to be called yeah that's fair So Sarah Osborne died in jail on May 10th, 1692, and Sarah Good was executed on July 19th, 1962. So R.I.P. the Sarahs. Tichuba. Also. What? 1862, right? 19. Oh, what did I say? 1962. (laughs) Which like. It's not even that. Seems a little current. To be honest. 1692 is what we're going for here. 1962. Damn, Sarah Good lived The Beatles for- had just performed on... <laughs> One of the Sarahs was a fucking witch. That girl lived for 300 years. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. Uh- <laughs> I'm an idiot. Anyway. <clears throat> We're in 1692, people. 
1692. 1692. Uh, okay. All right. I'm ready. Okay. So Tichuba actually confessed to this, saying that the devil came to her and, quote, bid me to serve him. She said she signed his book and she planned to destroy all the Puritans with a coven of other witches. And she was naming names, just accusing other people. And that's kind of how the snowball got rolling. Oh, shit. Also, like, okay, that's not like it's not good. But I also do kind of love that she just like realized that she was fucked and leaned into it. Yes, 100 percent. Like the the Sarah's said no and they got fucked. (laughs) So Tichipa said absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, she was. She's like, yeah, fuck you. You're gonna kill me anyway, so also kill all your daughters and wives. Basically, yeah. She was like, and that bitch helped me, and that bitch helped me. You gonna lock Which them is up? The witchiest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. To be honest, I love it. Tichuba was awesome. Unfortunately, we don't. A lot of the story of Tichuba was either lost or made up. Like we don't know a lot of like actual facts about her. Um. That sounds about right. Right? I know. So I'm I'm going based on like three different articles that I read and like one video that I watched and kind of telling you what the consensus was from those of, of her story, which I do not know to be factual, but... I... You're like, one of the sources was the Crucible, so... <laughs> so maybe, maybe not real. One of the sources was the Crucible. The other one was the TV show Salem. Uh... <laughs> Oh, God, you caught me. I'm busted. Uh, so, yeah, so she was naming names and she was indicted and sent to jail, but she was not executed. Instead, she was just kept in jail for a really long time. She was there for over a year, like the entire rest of the time that the witch trials were going on. She was locked up. Wow. What happened to her in the end? Did she get out? She did. Uh, So at some point she took back her confession, saying that her master had beat her and forced her to say what she said, which probably very true. I like to think that she was a badass that was outsmarting everyone. But oh, my God, that's so fucking rad. She made it out alive. She did. After her 13 months spent in jail, an anonymous person paid for her bail. And after that, she pretty much disappeared. We don't know what happened to Tichuba. But hell yeah, dude. I hope she was really a witch. Me too. <laughs> I hope she fucked all these people up, which is mean. Sorry if you're a descendant or this. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and so and during the time that she was in jail, that's when shit got real crazy in Salem. Obviously, there were a lot more accusations. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And on June 10th, the first hanging occurred on what would be called Gallows Hill. And that was for Bridget Bishop. She was accused of witchcraft for being a gossip and for being allegedly promiscuous. Ooh. That's the shit that made you I like you her witch. too. Yeah. <laughs> All the stuff that made people witches. I mean, we would be beyond fucked, Christy. Oh my God. Yeah. Gossip. Hella gossip. Crystals. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm getting to what like other evidence was that you were a witch. Oh my God, I cannot wait. So despite Bridget's innocence she was found guilty and hanged five other people were also hanged um the next month in july then five more in august and then eight more in september they were hanging folks left and right and this was all happening without any real evidence 
which I feel like is obvious, but this is how. Which, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) That sounds about right. But they were determining if people were witches uh, with some crazy tests. Like there was something called a touch test where if an accused witch touched a victim, like one of the girls having fits Mm -hmm. and the fit stopped, that meant the witch did it. Like, I don't, I don't even get this test. I don't understand how, what? what the girls could just anyway. Um, it's really stupid. And if the accused were found to own like little poppets or horoscopes or particularly witchy books, they were found guilty. Oh, no. Yeah. They were also checking for witches teats, which luckily not boobs, but like a mole or a blemish that wasn't sensitive to touch, which is another very strange test. I don't, I don't understand. That's so vague. Yeah. It's like if you, I have a mole on my face and then I don't really feel it when you touch it. So 100% witch confirmed. <laughs> You're a witch. <laughs> what the fuck? What a bold place to put that witch's tea. I know. Well. I hid mine on my butt. <laughs> I'm a rebel, Christy. Don't you know? Wow. You truly don't fear anything. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there was a lot of really questionable stuff going on. Then there were the water trials that involved basically just drowning people. Uh, That's terrifying. I know. That would be the worst. An accused person would be tied up and thrown in the river. And if they sank, they were considered to be innocent. <laughs> oh my God. But hey, guess what? When you sink, you you drown and you die. So um Yeah congrats on being innocent but if the person started floating oh oh that meant that witchcraft was present and then but like most people do float in water again 1692 oh my god yeah so if you survived the water trial you still went to prison or you were hanged because then they were convinced you were a witch fuck your life you know yeah of course yeah Uh, and in that day if you were at all weird or like we kind of touched on this or not like crazy religious, then you were considered to be a witch and anyone could accuse you of being one and you couldn't really defend yourself. You were kind of fucked no matter what. So by 1963, over 200 people had been accused of witchcraft. 19 were found to be guilty and executed. 14 of them were women. Surprisingly, five were men. And wow. there were some dogs that are not included in that count. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Uh, a sixth man also was executed. He was crushed to death, which is a super rough way to go. Yikes. Uh, yeah. No, thank you. And then about five people also died in jail, like one of the Sarahs. So despite what Donald Trump says nowadays, the Salem witch trials were and are, in fact, the deadliest witch hunt in the history of North America. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, people are terrible, especially men. (laughs) I mean, that's a life lesson. (laughs) That's a motherfucking life lesson. But yeah, no, these people were awful. I just can't. And they had to, like, (laughs) apologize. (laughs) Because obviously, they murdered people. They were murdering people. Yeah. Just for being strange or unusual. Uh, Dude, that's messed up. It's beyond messed up. So causes for all of this could have been anything from, I'm sure you've heard of ergot poisoning, 
caused by eating rye bread that was made from an infected grain. That's a very popular theory. Uh, it could have also been like sleep paralysis. Those girls um, could have had some weird stuff going on. I don't know. It could have just honestly probably have been straight up mass hysteria caused by some bored teenage girls acting out. Yikes. Which is rough. But I mean, kind of makes sense. There wasn't a lot to do back then. <laughs> oh my God, Ashley. <laughs> We're actually, I don't know. There there wasn't a lot to do back then. So. There was a lot to do, but like not fun stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. So kind of depends on which theory you're most into to explaining what happened. Um, or maybe you believe they really were some witches. And I don't know. Sure. In which case, um, why are you so dumb? <laughs> Damn, Christy. Drag them. <laughs> drag them. Because <sighs> you would think that if they were actually witches, they would get out of it. Right? Right. But, you know, honestly, like, maybe witches aren't that powerful. It's true. A modern day witch is into, like, gardening and crystals and, yeah. um, you know, just being one with the earth and you make some moon water and you have a couple cats and you just, you know... Or a chill person that likes candles. Like, there's nothing scary or supernatural about it. It's just a different way of life, which back then I'm sure was horrifying scary. to Puritans. You know what I mean? Yeah, very true. Uh, so after the celebration of the 300th anniversary of the trials, the Massachusetts legislature passed an act that exonerated those who had been convicted which was what some family members and descendants of the victims had been working on throughout the decades. Wow. Yeah. And in 2016, the execution site of Gallows Hill was finally found and located. Uh, <gasps> it is in Salem. No I, yeah, I didn't realize that that was a thing, that like they didn't know where it was. Oh, my God. That place has got to be haunted as fuck. I mean... Were they just like eventually like, oh, you know this hill that like terrible things keep happening on? I'm pretty sure that's Gallows Hill. Like we've narrowed it down. <laughs> narrowed it down to the one hill in Salem that is constantly haunted. Fuck. Ugh. Um, so yeah, that was finally found in Salem just a few years ago and the city is planning on putting a memorial there. Uh, or they might have already done it. I saw something about some benches that had like victims names on them. So that might be a Gallows Hill. I'm not 100% sure. Wow. But they've had memorials dedicated to them for a while, and we'll have to let you know what it looks like when we take our weird trip to Salem next year. <laughs> oh, my God. We got to do it. We got to. We got to. We got to. But, yeah, I mean, that's there. there's actually a lot of history and a lot of other details in the Salem Witch Trials and, like, uh, the smallpox outbreak that happened right before it and the, you know, dog executions. And um, there was some, like, conflict with Native Americans. And there, there, there's a lot more that goes into that story. But that's the gist for you. Also, I was watching that TV show Salem, and it was pretty good, actually. <laughs> I love that. I never finished it. I forgot about it. I think that's fine. I feel like I tried to watch it. There's one episode that I watched and I said, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. That's good. It seems like something I would enjoy, but I don't know. I remember it being yeah. like really foggy and there was a guy from like 
the 90s or some show I had watched. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah, clearly it was great. We both loved it. Yeah, love it. Uh, I also have a weird spooky history fact for you. You do? That isn't related to this, but kind of similar. Uh, so during the French Revolution, when the guillotine was introduced, the people that were to be executed fought to go first. Uh, there would be like a bunch of executions to get through throughout the day. Oh, my God. And everyone wanted to be first because the blade would start to dull after multiple yeah. uses. And uh, oh, it wouldn't no. cut a head clean off on the first attempt anymore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's brutal. Oh, no. That's a good one. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. Um, also, before we go, I do want to point out that both of our stories happened in New England. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. What a quinky dink. What a quinky dink. I feel like it was way too recent for me to learn what New England is. Like, it's like those six states. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I always knew Boston was New England, but I never really thought about, like, Connecticut and Maine also being in... You know what I mean? I don't know. I grew up on the West yeah, Coast. No, I, I guess. I I can't relate. I, I did kind of know that part. That's good. I think most people probably do. I usually don't know things, though, so I'm surprised. I'm very proud of myself in this moment. <laughs> I'm proud of you, too, Christy. <laughs> I'm proud of you, too. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... uh. Episode 93, perfect for spooky season. I love it. Lots of good weird history there. It's going to be great. Ashley's going to come visit me in a couple weeks, and we're going to go to the Library Tar Pits and do some spooky shit. It's true. I'm very excited for my weird LA trip. Get ready for that weird content. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We'll be, uh, I'm sure, posting lots on our Instagram and stuff, which you should follow at That's Weirdcast. That's right. And also the Twitter. The Twitter. Also, that's Weirdcast. <laughs> Correct. And uh, we'll put our show notes, links to our sources, any like photos or videos on our website. That's weird.org. It's what we always do. Uh, mm-hmm. We also have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. If you want to come join, you can support our show on Anchor or on Patreon, patreon.com slash that's weird. We've got pins and buttons and totes to buy. And if you have a weird story you want to tell us or an idea for an episode, whatever, uh, you can send it to that's weirdcast at gmail.com. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and stay weird, you guys. That's right. A uh, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>